A lot of times when I preach, people will ask me, why do you bow and, and pray? Because I know me, and there's not a lot here, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this, this morning, and God, that song just touched me, Father. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And I know a lot of non-believers will bow that knee. But until then, may, Father, we see souls saved. May we see families reunited. May we see the power of God work in marriages. May we see men and women love each other because your book tells us to. May we see children obey their parents because it is right. And Father, thank you. I was looking at my family this morning. and 40 years ago, you've been faithful all these years in spite of me. So be with us today. Bless this family. Bless this church family, Lord. We're all one, Father. And guide and direct us. Get what you'd have out of this message today and put me behind the cross. Holy Spirit, thou art truly welcome in this place. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're a preacher and you're a Sunday school teacher or whatever you are, you ruminate in your head what to say if you're given the opportunity to say it. And in your head, sometimes you think of a message and you think, is it of the Lord or is it of the devil? <laughs> and if you've ever pondered that thought, you think, I hope it's from the Lord. Well, and Fred, we'll see this, he watches us on live stream and I've had a conversation with him for a long time with Texas. And Fred is a guy who sends me all kinds of videos of preachers. And I'm just going to tell you, Fred, I don't watch most of them. <laughs> I had to get right before this even goes, you know. And then, just a sweet guy, loves the Lord. And then, Pat said, hey, Ken, you drew the short straw. You're preaching Sunday morning. I said, okay. And so I was rooming these messages around in my head. And the other day, I was in my office, and I was thinking, you know, i got so many other messages I'm comfortable with because... But this is the one God's bugging me about. And, and I got all confused and upset like a man would. And I looked at my stupid phone. When getting you in the flesh, you look at your stupid phone. And uh, there's a video from Fred. I said, I'll just show Fred. I'll watch this video. <laughs> I plugged in Jack Hiles. It was Jack Hiles. as a video. And within three minutes, he talked about my subject. And in the subject that I was going to talk about, I was looking for the poem. Pastors preached it before, and I couldn't find it. I thought, ah, I'll just, you know, I didn't remember the name because I didn't care. Not only did he talk about my subject, he quoted the poem. So, if this message is bad, blame Fred. <laughs> if it's good, blame Fred. And Fred, thank you for your friendship. Confirmation is a big thing, but your walk with God is truly how you get your messages. And God's Holy Spirit helps. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep and feed my lambs. Iron sharpeneth iron. So as we go into this, Matthew 7. If you look in your Bibles in Matthew 7, we're going to see a video when I tell you, obviously. It's not up yet. Um, we'll get to two, uh, one little video and one little picture. Because they said a picture's worth a thousand words, and instead of me trying to explain it and bore you to death, I can show you something which would help me in my message. 
It says in Matthew 7, 26, it says, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not. See, you can read all you want, and you can pray all you want, but you've got to do some things that the Bible commands you to do. He shall be like unto a foolish man which buildeth his house upon sand. My wife and I walk. She tries to walk me every morning. She'd like to get two out of me in a day if she can. And we walk through the subdivisions and uh, we live in and we see all these, uh, we're building people and we see the foundations, the footings, you know, everything from the trusses to everything, the flooring. And all this one house we walked by and it was just sand. And I thought, wow, Shelly, I wouldn't want to build my house on that. And they were digging sand and, and they were hauling it away and the sand's valuable. Well, and this is the only one subdivision. And then they kept digging and digging and digging and they went really deep. I thought, well, Shelly, you know they're going to have to have a basement. <laughs> and I still wouldn't want to live there. But we kept walk by the other day, and it had all these footings, rebar, foundation. And it's the only house in the subdivision, there's hundreds, that has a foundation. Because they found a groove of sand. They wasn't going to not build on that. So they put tons of concrete and tons of rebar to support that house. And it just, I thought about that for a minute. How lucky we are to be upon the rock. But it says in 727, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and there was a great fall of it. Okay, can we have that first little video? And there was a great fall of it. I'm going to show you a video right here. And this is something that actually happened. It's just about 30 seconds long. We can get this going. Some of you may know that bridge. It's the Narrows. That's something you would find a kid would build in a sandbox. That was a real bridge built by real people. Tacoma. It's called the Narrows Bridge. It's almost over. But I could talk and talk and talk, and this picture pretty much explains it all. Okay. That bridge is the Narrows Bridge in Tacoma. Educated men designed that, and it fell. It fell in and caved in. Educated men designed that bridge, financial institutions financed that bridge, and permits were taken, and permits were passed for that bridge. That means all kinds of eyes were on that bridge. Many educated eyes and plans okayed the process and trusted in its design. Only then they put the trust and they put the test against much mother's nature, and the bridge did fail. And let me say this to you today. Everything is put to the test eventually. The reason why it failed, it did not allow the wind to pass through it. There was a design flaw. Bridge building is spent to cross a high and dangerous waterway for others to travel safely. Traveling safety. We may travel on a physical road, mentally road. We may travel on emotional. But the most important travel is our spiritual travel. See, that's the mission of the church, to educate, to encourage, to correct, to help, to hold up. And the church is something that some people are selling on by the way for the things of man. As you travel along with me in this message today, let me ask you these things that I will talk about. Does any of this apply to me? This guy, bridge we're talking about. But there are many invisible bridges in our lives that produce 
that have produced are in disarray. We can develop with the wrong set of plans, you see. Many people look to the wrong plans or under attack by the prince and the power of the air. And the problem is, is we're always going to be under attack. We're always going to be tested. And they're destroyed, just like this narrow bridge was destroyed. You can't underestimate the prince and the power of the air. The bridge was designed to help people safely go over the waterway and get there on the other side. I think about this many, many years ago. Men would take, I mean, we live in a different era, but hundreds of years, over a hundred years ago, or hundreds of years ago, and thousands, men would take their family somewhere, and no matter where they were going, they would always have to cross a river, or cross a chasm, or cross an area that's prone to flooding, and they see clouds in the sky, and should we pass through that area? And you think about a man taking his family somewhere, just as to maybe to church, or to a, a city, and just the terrors of travel would be just astronomically hard on that individual. We underestimate bridges. It says this in Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but are inward as raving, raving wolves. The church and God's people have never been under attack like they are today. See, we have the right set of plans. They don't have pictures in it which sometimes I wish they did. And it has everything we need. It is actually the complete diet that any family, any one person, or any people need to get through their life. I was looking at my family here, and I told God I, 30, 40 years ago, we were just, I hate to say the word, stupid enough to leave our worldly life and get into the church life and trust God the opposite of what we were trained. We were trained in the world. We lived in the world. We knew of the world. We thought we would try the church age. And it wasn't easy. I see a, a fun, a lovely young couple coming in this morning and beautiful family. And the, she was trying to adjust this little boy and he wasn't having it. <laughs> and I thought, you go, girl. <laughs> Didn't say it. Once our families were safe, from outward affluences, from the media and other people. Our children were safe because they didn't have the ability of outward influences. 40 years ago, my wife came to me and said, everybody's shooting their TV. And I told you this, my TV has an off button. I'm not shooting something I paid money for. I'm sorry, it's just bad, bad karma. So it has an off button. See, turn, turn it off, off. On, off, on, on. Boom! That's overreactionary. That's evangelical. Boom! That's not well balanced. Our children are asked to navigate the internet and other people, and they never had any question or any relationship with them. These are people in your lives that that you don't know, why would you know them? But social media, they have a relationship and they never had before. There's some kind of kids not worth hanging out to. I was watching the news the other day and China, of all people, are limiting three hours per week per person and you've seen the kids just screaming, ah, screaming, because I guess that's not very much time. China! Now I know it's for socialized reasons, Mike Tyson said this, and this is not about cell phones. 
Mike Tyson said this, my cell phone, Mike Tyson is a lower life form of myself. And you know what? I agree. Have you ever pushed something you should not have seen? But you carry it around. <laughs> Think about it. It's worse than a loaded gun, spiritually. I see families raising their family on sinking sand. Parents more concerned with the children's happiness and holiness. Now I raised my children. I understand there's a power struggle of being a good parent. See, when we grew up, it was all about parents. We did what they were doing. Now it's just 100% the opposite. I raised my children. I can only talk about me because if I talk to somebody else, and they'll get mad at me. I fought with my children sometimes till two in the morning in the bedroom. I've told this before, I took my daughter's door off and that caused all kinds of problems. You cannot lose your interaction with your children. See, you're building a bridge for them and they don't even know it, nor do they appreciate it. If and when me and my wife fought. Mr. Nosy Casey was up there listening to him. <laughs> And he'd go down and tell the other boys, I think they're going to get a divorce. <laughs> Little spy. It's coming. <clears throat> That's why the older generation look and see and too many things, people's in their lives and influences on their, their thought process. And I brought this here and I bought this because I have the same program. This is a basketball. There's no pornography in this basketball. Matter of fact, that's about all you can do with it. You can get bored and throw it on your finger. You're a real basketball player. Packs run around all the time. And when you get too bored, you ask your siblings, you want to play? Good thing. Or you go down, and we live in a subdivision where there is a basketball court quite close to my house. I bought this. This is a youth one for indoor-outdoor for my grandkids. Why? All they care about is, you have, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't have that. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> don't have it. So they want to bring theirs. Now let's go do this. You've got to be kidding. It's a tribulation. We've got to run. We've got to exercise. Will we have enough water? Can we bring our phones in case we drop dead? Or there might be an emergency down there. You've got, oh, you got to run from end to end? How exhausting. <laughs> Why would people do that? Well, it's a good thing to run back and forth. It's a good thing to bounce. It's a good thing to throw at one another. It's amazing after using this for a while how normal you become. Right? Easy. Complicated. But talk to any kid. Hey, you want to trade this? Are you serious? You know God talks about other gods. I'll leave up here for you to. Talks about other gods. You know what he's talking about? Gods of the world. The world, flesh, and the devil. What do you think are in here? There for a while I was making my kids check my cell phone in. Because cell phones aren't what they are now. But I'll throw a suggestion at you. And I know every high schooler or teenager is going to wish I died dead of a heart attack before this is over. But that's okay. And it could happen. Okay? You may get your wish. But 
Have your kids check the cell phone in at night when you go to bed. Oh, they got to have it. Why do they got to have it? They need an alarm. You're not good enough to go get out of bed because we did. I said to my kids, if I'm up, you're up. It's amazing at night they're pretty tired that way then. I'm up, you're up. And then I'd say, we're having devotions at 5.15. 5.15. One parent said this. You're not going to stay over the night with those doties. They get up all on hours of the morning and they eat bad food. <laughs> well, that family got divorced because they were eating big good food. True. Okay, go back to what we're talking about here. Basketball. And Jared tells me that teenagers put a computer app, which is a computer, but each one of them numbers have things hidden behind them. You know, I thank God I'm not raising a kid now. We have to be connected to the internet, I understand, because you got to do your school. You know, it's funny how the devil made that work. Your kids need the internet to do school. So therefore, it's automatically stepped, stamped as wholesome. No, it's not wholesome. Sorry. Yeah, I know it's a tool. I know you need it. But do the teenagers need it? No, they don't. That's why they have a body fat of 20 and they can't do four push-ups. My house, you had to do 50 push-ups to live in my house. So every time some stupid friend would spend the night, come here, buddy. <laughs> We're doing 50 push-ups before we wrestle. So you make them do push-ups and wear them out, then you wrestle with them. But they had to do 50 push-ups. Well, we're not spending night Doty's house no more. They make two push-ups. That's exactly the plan. You mooch and eat my food. You're doing push-ups. Lest me warn you, Satan should be the prince in the power of the air. It says, wherein in times past you walk according to this world, according to the prince and the power of the air. And to the spirit now worketh in the children of disobedience. May I say to you, the people who used the basketball had less disobedience than the people that used this. I have seen so many kids giving their parents the what for in public. I'm going, huh? And the parents are embarrassed. Hey, sorry about my kid. He's a monster. Yes, he is a monster. Take him outside and whip the car out of him. Ooh. Yeah. Says it in the manual. If you beat him with a stick, he will not die. Oh, you didn't do it the world's way. Well, <laughs> Johnny, let me tell you how wrong that is. <laughs> and let me tell you four reasons why it's wrong. Okay, that's good. Go play. Raising a bunch of ex-murderers. If you have a hard time with your child, check their cell phone or get rid of it. Because I've lived through it. Satan wants your kids, guys. And it doesn't matter if they're 19 or 18. They want your kids. And I say teenagers are hoping he dies. When a child, when your children are raised on man's wisdom and man's traditions, you will see how the winds blow against the, them in the, like the bridge and their lives are going to fall apart. So when they get 19, I've seen this a thousand times. I was with the youth for 25 years. I've seen hundreds and hundreds. Our youth group was one time 139 kids. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids just lives crash at 17, 18, 19 because they got out in the world and they did this because they had no God in them. God is the key to everything. Why wouldn't we stick it in our kids? Yeah, you may, the adult may be able to handle it without him. 
but your kids can't. Someone said, you pay your kids to go to church. No, I don't pay those morons to go to church. They just know what they don't go to church. They go, hey, Dad, sorry, I wasn't in church. They know they need to be in church. They were in church their whole lives. I'm not saying a perfect parent. I'm not saying perfect child. I'm not saying perfect grandparents. The manual is for the instructions for work. It says this, and this, he that troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be a servant to the wise-hearted. That's exactly how I was raised. I'm telling you right now, when I was a little boy, my house inherited the wind, and I seen more evil for 21 years than I care to talk about. Because my parents, and my mom in general, let the evil in, and it was in there for 20 years. And I finally got saved. 20 years, the devil had his way with my family and my brothers and sisters. I had no idea. I was caught up in a whirlwind, and I did, didn't know what I was doing. If you want that for your kids, let them have that stupid thing freely. Why do they need the internet, really? I mean, come on. Well, I got to talk to my friend. I got to be. I got to be cool like them. Yeah, be cool like them. Doesn't save you from hell. I've seen all types of evil, and I'm sorry. It's one click away. No matter how old you are. But my stepdad started working with a Christian, Bobby Jarrett, Bob Jarrett. And he built a bridge for my stepdad. And then my stepdad brought a bridge for my mom to go to church. And my mom, built a, my mom and my stepdad built a bridge for me to see the gospel. And I went and took a bridge to get me to church. And I crossed over at 21. And I got saved. And it was, I would have never been there if it wasn't for Bob Jarrett building that bridge for my mom and dad. And God built a bridge for me to meet my wife. And God gave me a bridge to raise my kids. <clears throat> that bridge was church of God. And the foundation is Jesus Christ. No matter how mad you get at me or mad you get at pastor or Matt or one of the youth guys or any teacher, don't pull your kids out of this church. Be a man or a woman and bear it. You know how many times after hearing the word of God, I, I'd come home and I'd get the big Costco garbage bag and I'd start going through the videos. That's the video thing you used to put in a thing. And I'd put, put in the videos, then I'd put in videos, and I'd see something I'd like, I'd throw in, and I'd get right with God, and I'd throw them in the trash can and tie it, and wouldn't, and kids would go, Dad, you spent good money for that. I'm throwing it away. Two years later, God had talked to my heart, here comes the black bag again, putting that stuff in there, throwing it away, in the trash. You know the trash guy would go, what is in there? Because no matter who you are, it creeps in. It creeps in. And when someone preaches and says, man, it's creeping in, you got to know I'm going to stop it right now. Dads, you own it, you can throw it away. That's how I see it. The secret cell phone, the secret hell phone. You are the spiritual guardians of your children. And don't let nobody tell you you're not. I've had so much rebuke in my life because we live in a glass house, been around Christians our whole life, and it was a big group, and how I treated my kids. And they've been accused of abuse. I've been accused of a million things. And it hurts. But you know what? As long as your kids end up in church and married and are productive citizens, what else is there, folks? 
because the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. And you may think a lot of yourself, but they got your genes and they got to operate in this world. It says this in Matthew 7, if you want to turn to Matthew 7. It says, ye know them by their fruits, and men do gather grapes and thorns nor figs or thistles, Matthew 7, 17. Even so, a good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit, Matthew 7, 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Uh, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast in the lake of fire. Your children are trees and fruits, big-time fruits, and you don't want to be thrown into hell. And it says, therefore, by your fruits you shall know them. No one knew that narrows would falter. Parents, you don't know what your kids are going to do. It was doomed from the beginning. The foundations held, but the rest faltered. Your kids are not you. Think of a Christian getting saved and going to church and starting his family and living in the church of God. Fathers are building the bridges for their wives. Mothers are building the bridges for their daughters. Fathers are building the bridges for their sons. Old siblings are bringing, building bridges for younger siblings. Bridges are developed to span a dangerous strength, a part of life. Here is the poem that I had to find that this gentleman quoted to me. pastor has read it quite a few times. An old man going along the highway came along the evening in cold and gray to a chasm vast, deep, and wide through which was flowing a sudden tide. Old man crossed in the twilight dim. A sudden, sudden stream had no fears for him. But he turned when the side on the other side, safe on the other side, and built a bridge to span the tide. Old man said, fellow pilgrim near, you are wasting your strength building here. Your journey will end at the ending of day. You will never again pass this way. Why build this bridge at evening tide? The builder lifted up his old gray head. Just because you got gray hair don't mean you don't have life lifting you. Old friend, good friend, in the path I have come, he said, there follows after me today a youth whose feet may pass this way to a chasm that has been at naught to me, to a fair-haired youth may a pitfall be. He must cross the twilight dim, good friend. I'm building this bridge for him. You know, i got to say this. You're not wasting your time. Can you show me the picture of the new bridge? Do we have a picture of the new bridge now? There is the new bridge. Now, i got a bunch of other bridges, but I didn't want to bore you. That is the new Narrows Bridge. See, they seen the fault of the old bridge, and the educated men knew they had made a mistake. So they built a bridge, two of them, that the air can go through them. Because the prince and the power of the air, they made a mistake. And you can't make a mistake with your kids. You will make a lot of mistakes, but there's some mistakes you can't make. It says this in Matthew 7. I'm just going to read these verses for the sake of time. Therefore, whosoever shall hearken to these sayings of mine, and doth them, as like unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Luke 6. He is like a man which built his house, and diggeth deep, and laid the foundations on the rock. And when the floods arose, and the stream beat vehemently upon the house, it could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. But when he heard, and doeth it not, is like a man without a foundation, built a house upon the earth. 
And you know, folks, I know we live here, but your young kids are being told that that is the key to life, mankind. They do. Your job is to say, okay, who created man? Against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. Too many times families build their houses upon the earth and the things of men. Your children have their whole life to experience the world. Now, I'm not talking about locking it up. I'm not talking about being overzealous in one area. But let's be honest. Your children have their whole life to experience the world. Some people think if their kids don't experience everything by the 18th, they're, they're, they're awkward. That's not true. It's just not true. Yes, they need to go out there. They need to experience the world. I get it. But they need to be helped along the way. My life is a wreck, preacher. Well, we can start going back. Oh, that's where you jumped off the God wagon. Every single time. And the sad thing is, is my kids are destroyed. I made the biggest mistake, and I want to slap them and say, yes, you did. But, you know, you got to be nice and handle it with grace. You know, beat yourself up. Do yourself harm. But your children deserve a chance. Now, let me say this if you've made a mistake. God is all in for 1 John 1, 9. It says this, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolish unto him. Neither can they know them, but they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, and he himself judges no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I'm going to tell you this story. I probably said it before. But I can only talk about myself. Raising my kids, I said there's three things you cannot do. Only three. And they said, wow, that's not very many things. I'm going to say this. You can't be a homosexual. And if you have a problem with that, read your book. You can't have body piercings, or I'll rip them out. And you can't be tattooed. Now, I have a tattoo. I know people get tattooed. I got one right here. My brother put on me many, 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 many years ago. When I was in the wind, when the wind was throwing through my house, he wanted to put 20 tattoos on me. He put them on him. And I can't even get into what we were doing. But I feared that much, and I have one right here. You can't get tattooed! And sort of funny, 20 years later... Two of my sons work for a thing that tattoos are frowned on. Hmm, imagine that. They don't like you to have tattoos if you want to work in these places. Imagine that. You know why? Because when I grew up, bikers had tattoos and sailors had tattoos. That's who had tattoos. Bikers and sailors, and they were proud of them. That's a good thing. And so when you raise your kid, you think, that's not good. Well, I think it's pretty. No, it's not. Read your Bible. It's spun from paganism. It's spun from paganism. Why would you put paganism on your body? Aren't we, di aren't we dirty enough? All right, really? Isn't your mind filthy enough? And say, hey, I want to be more filthy here. Look at me. It's just amazing. My 
yeah, they don't, can't have ta tattoos where they work. Sometimes it's a parent where, and I understand, parents, sometimes it's a parent you're outnumbered. Like this morning, that lady was giving us that boy, and that husband was holding the other kid just supporting her. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And I know it's overwhelming, and I know you're tired, and I know you're confused, and I know you're worn up, and I know you're fed up. That's why the phrase says, go out and play in the street. <laughs> and that's something we said when we grew up, because we, our parents, we didn't have anything but a ball and tormenting everybody. So our parents said, go out and play in the street. Maybe you'll get ran over, and I don't have to deal with you anymore. That's what it meant. Now it's a whole different story because the streets are quite busy. Remember you built a bridge? Bridges are always built in rough, bad terrain, dangerous terrain. And the things your kids do to you is bad and is rough and is dangerous. And the things they can take you through is, is just almost overwhelming. It's almost overwhelming. But bridges always need kept up. They're always out painting them and working on them. You're thinking, why are they always fixing them up? Because they know they deteriorate. And you know, we always have to work on ourselves. I'm, God works on me. I have to get right with him. And the bad thing is, I carry this loaded gun around. And I fear by people's arrogance, well, he don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, every time you have a bad walk with God, what did you see on this phone? Some pornography maybe? Oh, that's not me. Yeah, no, you saw it. And now you got to pack it around in your mind in here. And the devil says, pull, 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 yeah. You get mad at your parents, pornography. You get mad at this message, pornography. You get mad at girls, I'll show her. I'll say she's not pretty. Why would you give your kids a loaded gun? I'm glad my kids aren't, I'm not raising them, but I have grandkids. And I tell you what, I don't tell my, my daughter-in-laws how to raise their kids, but when they come to my house, I'll say whatever I want when I come to my house. Because they're monsters just like me. Takes one to know one. But the bridge you're building today, you may have no idea who's going to pass this way. Grandparents, you say... I may not be able to build a bridge. You know, you may not. But I'll tell you one thing grandparents can do. You can sure finance it. Oh, brother. You can't take it to heaven anyway. Isn't it awful God calls us out of the rapture in two months and you have 10 million in your account for your lost relatives to have? Well, honestly, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, you're talking to me to spend frivolously. No, I'm not. But you can finance it. Oh, you can give money to... Put them in a Christian school. My kids can't afford a Christian school. Our church has one. Put them in here and pay for it. My kids went to Christian school their whole lives. Cost me a ton of money. Hope it worked. And it did. But it did. And you know what? They didn't think doctrinally exactly like we did. But you know what they did have is rules. <laughs> Those silly rules. <laughs> and the bathrooms were marked boy and girl. <laughs> How do you want to go into that? The ministry you have today, what will it look like tomorrow? Put your whole body and soul and spirit in it. I walked into the youth room the other day, and actually Troy was giving me a tour of the place because I haven't been out there for a while. And I walked into the youth room, and there's a football field there in the youth room. And I thought, huh, that took a little time. So I asked my son, what is it? 
Well, I'm teaching them how to play football with spiritual and defensive spiritual stuff in the world. And I thought, turn it into a game. And I thought, well, that's sort of unique. Why wouldn't you send your kid there? Well, I don't like it. They don't have a rock and roll band. Well, you let your kid have a rock and roll band and see where he ends up. That's where I lived. See teachers with a smile. And I walked in the youth guy the other day. Me and my wife were trying to get around and look at some Sunday school classes and just be in different places. And I seen these Sunday school teachers with giant smiles and kids running around like they enjoyed the place. <laughs> you think the devil likes that? See, those Sunday school teachers are building a bridge. Yourself is maybe building a bridge for others. It says this, And these shall answer and saying, Very I say unto you, Insomuch ye did it not, of the least of these you've done it unto me. I'm almost done. When I was a little boy, Twin Falls, we did what we wanted. <clears throat> and there's a thing called the Pryan Bridge. It crosses the Twin Falls River. Now, back then... There was nothing out there, but what we would do is we would get our bikes and ride across the bridge. And you think, what's the big deal about that? It was a two-lane bridge, <laughs> and there was no sights. So you put your life in peril going across that thing. And we got across it. We got back. We were stupid. We didn't get it. But they tore that bridge down. You know why? It was dangerous. Now go to the Prime Bridge. It's got all these lanes. It's got these sides where you can drive your bike on. You, people jump off and parachute. Because some man said, you know, we need to rebuild that bridge because that bridge is dangerous. And we need to rebuild it no matter what it costs. We need to put all our efforts in it to save people's lives. And that's what the church of God is. Saving people's lives. Ask yourself, if I never got saved, well, my life would not be saved. You'd be stuck in the wind inheriting your house and you'd be lost in whatever. Ask yourself, have I quit building a bridge? Does the job look too big? Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, have I quit building the bridges for my kids? Yeah, I do. You go to work, you're good parents. Have I quit building a bridge for my kids and teenagers and college and career folks? Have you quit building a bridge for your siblings? I will say this. Now, I went to Jared when he was 16. I didn't know what I was doing. I said, Jared, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Sure, Dad. <laughs> I said, you need to set a good example. Now, he took it too far. <laughs> set a good example. Help me raise my kids. He came to me when he was 18. He said, hey, Dad, you think I could not do a comb over anymore? Can I comb my hair straight down? <laughs> yeah. He said, hey, Dad, I know our curfew is 10 o'clock, but on the weekends, can I stay out a little later? Yeah. Let me ask you, older siblings, have you created a bearing, a bearing between your younger siblings because you're too cool or they're not cool enough? and you're so stuck on yourself that you don't want to help your young brothers and sisters get through life because you want to be the chosen one. That's what youth camps are all about. I want to be the chosen one, mom and dad. Yeah, but you want to see your brother and sister burn in a head like a hell or have bad marriages or be strung out on drugs? you got to build a bridge also. 
Yes, it's not as big as your parents. Yes, it's not as mighty as your mom and dad's. But it's a bridge for your brother and your sister. No, I, I just can't because bridges are for safety for others. And we all have to build them. Did I want to speak something more positive? Yes. But let me ask you this. In life as a Christian, have you done what God's wanted you to do or what you want to do? And God says, build some bridges. Because you don't know Sunday school teachers, youth leaders, Awana people, I mean, master clubs. In 10 years, who's going to replace you? You need to think about that. I want to leave my system so well and so perfect and so well done that the person steps into my slot, it just runs simultaneously easily without me. And, they, and they're there to help others. Because I will say this, in our life, we've been doing that for a long time, and my wife sort of jokes everywhere we go, we see somebody. You wouldn't believe how many people I see that I knew 20 and 30 years ago that have kids and are married, and the first thing they want to do is say, hey, Brother Doty, come here. Here's my wife. Here's my kids. They mean everything to me. And I look into their eyes, and I see they went down a rough road but they're still holding it together. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I think that's what we need to think about today. And grandparents, you can't take it with you. That's all I got to say. Let's pray. Lord, as we come today, Father, I think of this day and I think of bridge building and I think of young men and women, moms and dads, thinking about their children and maybe they have need to bring their names and put their names here at this altar about their children. And grandparents, maybe you need to come down and pray for your lost uh, children. You know, I'd ask you this, teenagers, when's the last time you prayed for your brother and sister? Let me ask you that, teenager. When's the last time you came down and prayed for your brother and sister? Oh, I don't need prayer. You don't know what's going on in their heads. Think about it, teenagers. Think about it. College career folks. Think about it. You praying for your brother and sister? Are you, are you praying for your brother and your sister? It might be your prayer that takes it over the edge. Yeah, I don't want to come up here. People are going to think something's wrong. No, nothing's wrong. It means you're asking God to get involved in your life. How about your wife? Wives have a rocky marriage. Give it to God. Grandparents, you've made it. How's your family doing? How are they doing? It's not about how many come forward. It's about taking it serious. I am going to get involved with my family and with every Christian around me to make that difference. Lord, you've heard these words. Father, forgive me for being zealous in some areas, maybe yelling. But God, if there was a fire, I would yell. If there was a bad man at the door, I would yell. Lord, I pray for this church and this body and these people. Bless them. Help them. And help us. Help me. Help Brother Matt. Help Pastor. Help every Sunday school teacher, youth leader. 
help the master club leaders, God, that they think, I'm ready to give up, Lord. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're ready to go on for that next generation and help those young people. Help us, Father, to have that never quit attitude because you never quit. The perfect example. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand this morning, number 635. We'll sing these two verses. Lord, bless our home. 635. Families all around us are struggling every I make sure I get in contact with Jody Hoffman. Someone's made a difference in your life. I make sure I stay in contact with Jody Hoffman. She's the one that led me to the Lord, just to let her know how much she means to me. Because without her, I may not have been saved. She changed my life forever. So if you know somebody, and you haven't called them and told them thank you, they probably could use it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time of these, this church. I thank you for our pastor. 
Thank you for all that he's done. I thank you for Brother Matt. I thank you for every one of these Sunday school teachers and youth leaders. Father, they've done so much, and they're still doing it. And Father, we don't do it for us. We do it for you and do it for others. But in that, in that magical moment that you give us, you bless us because we're in your work. And God, I just can't say thank you enough. You've been so kind and so good and so gracious to us. And you work with us in spite of our flaws and our carnality. And every day you are willing to work with us again and love us. So, Father, only a God could do that. So, Father, be with us tonight. And bring us back this evening and, and see these fellows, uh, brothers and sisters, be baptized. And, Father, be with us this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.